So welcome to the Golden Age podcast. We firmly believe that in spite of all the chaos and confusion in this world, there's actually a really bright future, a golden age ahead of us. And once the heart of humanity awakens and we remember who we truly are, we, will, we are going to co-create a completely different world that's based on love, awareness, and a deep sense of interconnectedness, of abundance, and a living for the benefit of all beings. And the purpose of the Golden Age podcast is to shift our awareness towards our bright future by having in inspiring conversations with inspiring individuals like you today, Jan, <laughs> who are already contributing to the building of this Golden Age, this new future, through their very unique work. And today I have here with me my friend Jan, who's um, an experienced meditation teacher and also practitioner, who is helping people, who is guiding people to come more into a sense of presence and awareness through tools like meditation, meditation retreats, or yoga nidra as well. And he has a special emphasis of integrating this experience of presence into our daily life. So welcome, Dian. I'm really happy to have you here today. I'm very happy to be uh, with you, Stefan. Nice to see you again. And yes. uh, also in this uh, setting, I think the last time we met was online yes, during true. Corona. We actually shared many meditation sessions online already during the beginning of the Corona time. We were holding together an online meditation room that was holding space for people to meditate together online on Zoom for many hours a day. And it was actually a really beautiful experience. I remember that. And it was for many months we were like sitting together meditation nearly every day. Yes, I think it's a really, a really nice way to start and to hold presence together. And also to start today, when we start with meditation, with, when we start with practice, to see what is arising within ourselves, we can also see that in our daily life. Yes. And I love meditation. I meditate every day, or nearly every day, whenever I can. But I find it especially powerful to meditate together. It's like reminding each other with our whole being to come into presence, to come into awareness. And I was surprised how, how well this worked, even online via Zoom. <laughs> I was very yes. impressed. Well, I did before this, uh, I did some circling, uh, which is like a meditation in a relationship. And then I already uh, saw the power of being connected through Zoom. I'm feeling also an experience also in your body, what is happening within you, that we can truly feel this experience of uh, connectivity. And when you came up with this uh, meditation online during COVID, um, I, I already believed in it as being a band of brothers, a group of people meditating together. And that's also what I do now in the morning and sharing uh, meditation in the morning with a band of brothers, teaching them to be aware and present. So. I believe in it. And those people who are attending believe in it. And also experience their stillness within yourself, making big steps. So you're a meditation teacher. You just mentioned you start the days usually meditating with others. Are you doing this online or in person? I do it, um, well, I have a online, uh, an online program, like a meditation in the morning. It's a 21 day, con continuous day, con everyday meditation. So in every day you start to practice meditation every day it is guided and to help you to become more aware, more present. And because it is every day, you build 
like a stamina to to be present during the meditation. If we only meditate once a week or once every two weeks, then it's nice for the experience and you feel very happy after that, but then you forget about it. But the real benefits of meditation starts when you do it every day. When you start to re really see what is arising within you and seeing that you are and realizing within yourself that you're observing your thoughts and emotions coming and going. And then the next step, when you really become aware of that, you can also see it in your daily life. When you can see it in your daily life, what is happening when maybe someone is upset about something or you're upset about something or you are lost in your mind. The moment you recognize that you are lost in your mind, that is the moment you can break the habit of feeding your thoughts, creating this bright future within ourselves. It starts within ourselves. This bright future starts within ourselves when we can see our own light within. Totally. And to see that, we need to create some inner space, right? That we can actually observe, observe and witness what is happening inside of us from like an, a wider perspective. Otherwise, we're so stuck in our little mind and emotions and we, we don't even know where we are currently constantly driving through our mind and emotions because there is no awareness. Yes. But once awareness is there, we can actually, we can first of all see what's actually happening inside of us and we can slowly, slowly start to navigate it into a different direction. Yes. Yes. That's it. I, I mean, just, uh, but it has to start somewhere and you have to start with yourself. You can always maybe compare yourself with other people. You can look to other people, but it doesn't work. It starts with yourself. It starts this bright future within, starts within yourself and within yourself you can not only be a light for yourself but you can also be a bright light for other people uh, guiding by your own presence yes and the two of us we've actually already met in a few different countries in in thailand and in mexico we both met in different meditation schools that we were studying in but i'm curious where actually did your journey start how well, did you begin a, to meditate that was very very long time ago actually it was in 2003 I was traveling over, no, I was traveling around the world from one pub to another pub, going to Fiji and also do a lot of hiking. And uh, I met, during that time, I met random people. Oh, I don't know, I didn't know. They all told me, you have to meditate. I said, yeah, but I don't know you. I'm into drinking and I'm into going to pubs and dancing and partying. But somehow I ended up in India and um, I went to Dharm Dharamsala. Over there, I also met. Uh, I had an audience with the Dalai Lama, and uh, we shake hands. And uh, but I thought, ah, oh, very interesting guy. But I have nothing with uh, meditation. I have nothing <laughs> with uh, Tibet. I have nothing with Tibetan Buddhism. <laughs> I cannot believe all these deities, and I just didn't uh, have any connection with me. But I did uh, do a ten-day vipassana, Gwenka vipassana meditation, which is uh, ten, ten days, ten hours a day, hundred hours in in 10 days very powerful experience <laughs> and that was the beginning that was the beginning then i came home and uh, no job but the, the meditation helped me to go through the different uh, flows uh, ups and downs of your mind and also to see when you are postponing things in your life so when you recognize that you are postponing but things in your life you can feel it when, during your meditation and that really helps you to do whatever you need to do yes so 
when was the f do you remember your first meditation classes like when were i teaching or like when i uh when you were studying when oh first... studying yes i remember that was hell <laughs> <laughs> well in a vipassana retreat i understand I, yeah, the vipassana thing. was really uh no The first time was an adventure, and the second time I've uh, I did many Goenka Vipassana retreats, maybe 10, 15 or something like that. And uh, the first time I was uh, adventure, building my mountain of cushions uh, of uh, how to sit in a meditation in Goenka. You cannot sit on a chair, so uh, uh, you have to sit on the cushion. And I was not used to it. And the second time I thought I knew that I can, can meditate. I knew can I, I can sit now. But then with all the expectations, you know, then the expectations are, are precepts for uh, going through some obstacles during the meditation. And the third time, which I did in Sri Lanka, I guess, um, there was no expectations. And that was a very good uh, meditation. If there is no expectations, it's perfect meditation. That's true. I also oh. find there are different stages of meditation. For example, when I'm in a meditation retreat, mm -hmm. I'm more like aiming towards higher states of consciousness to really connect with the essence of my being, with this divine sense of self. But when I meditate in the morning, I'm not aiming for that. Sometimes meditation can also be like a hygiene of the mind, I find. When all the crazy thoughts are just going to all directions, can just settle down and like become more <laughs> calm. And then the thoughts can still be there, but there's more sense of peace behind them. Would you agree with that? That meditation well, is not always about eliminating all sorts? Yes, I think, uh, at least for me, uh, it's not uh, aiming at something, right? to be honest. <laughs> so, no, there's not a goal in the, or aiming to reach something, actually. That's what, what you experience, like uh, the feeling of being um, a union with everything cannot be reached by aiming at it. It can only be experienced by by being present yes and uh, the moment you start to reach to something you will not <laughs> you will not grasp it you cannot uh, <laughs> experience to be honest so i'm not okay. i'm not aiming at anything with the meditation just to be aware just to be a present and if there if it means that the mind is very like a monkey mind and enjoy my monkey mind true but i also know i also remember it, the monkey mind it's It's a good teacher as well. To really start to recognize when you are lost in your mind and bring it back to the present moment. I use for that breath. Sometimes I use a mala or mantra. And then during the daily life, because you practice so much time with the, with your monkey mind during the meditation, you can start to recognize your monkey mind as well. And then because of this recognition and the training to really, during the meditation, really cut through Uh, and stop and stop feeding your thoughts so you really practice stop to stop feeding your thoughts you can also stop feeding your thoughts uh, during your daily life as a choice yes you can still feed your thoughts you can still feed your negative thoughts if you want to if that makes you happy why not but during your meditation <laughs> you practice to really stop feeding your thoughts to make them bigger as they are And meditation is such a great tool to come into presence, but presence has become such a widely used word. So if you really look at it, what does it actually mean to be present in your perspective? 
Wow, that's a good question. What it means to be present? How to teach that? <laughs> I, I think it's also very much related to the body. Because the body is always present. The mind can be in the past, in the future. But whenever there's a sense of your presence, I feel like I'm here. I'm fully here. Do you agree yes, with that? You can, you can experience it um, when you reconnect. Uh, what, what I teach is short micro meditations during the day. Huh? Like at 10 seconds, you connect to your breath, huh? just what you are saying in a way. And when you connect to a, for a moment to, to your breath, uh, which is uh, a way of feeling your body, huh? you, to your, you feel your belly and chest moving, you feel the cold air and the warm air touching your lips. And that moment, you reconnect with yourself instead of that your mind is going all the way out to all kinds of things outside of yourself or to your maybe to your partner or your children the moment you reconnect to yourself this present then you start to experience the present moment and from that moment you from this recognition of stillness you can also in a way slow down everything you slow down within yourself but you also see and observe start to observe what is surrounding you and it's also these moments that you start to become aware uh, that you are not you become aware of the wind you become aware of the sun touching your skin you become aware of the wind touching your skin you see everything becomes brighter and shinier i'm actually doing it right now as you were speaking i was focusing on my breath i was coming here and i could totally feel it i still feel it immediately what you were just describing mm -hmm. and I think it's it's such a miracle that this it's always available for us. The breath is always there. We just need to like become aware of it, right? <laughs> like, yeah, it's very simple. But uh, some people think it's too simple to uh, that it uh, cannot cannot be that. The funny part is uh, it's such a simple technique that we think uh, oh it's so easy. But uh, if you really practice, it's not so easy. You have to be very truthful to yourself. And the, and the truthfulness when you practice is really truthful cutting the feeling during the meditation it's it's very it sounds very simple but when we meditate you will recognize how many times we are distracted by it yes and it's also if we if we learn not to feed our thoughts then we can make another step by just observing our thoughts, becoming le less uh, grasping or less clinging to it. We can observe them, they come and go, dissolving into stillness. But you are not part of it. And then the next step is that you can go and look back towards your thoughts or the one who is observing and to experience what it is to have a feeling of union. But to, to make that step, you, you need the basic, and the basic is not to feed your thoughts, just to be present. Yes. In short. <laughs> it's in, because it's, it's literally it's so short and direct, and at the same time, it's so vast, and the, probably one of the biggest topics that we can ever speak about. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. everything else is born from this sense of presence. Yes. I often, we both know and practice a meditation called the Redaya meditation, in, in the past at least, 
which finds this sense of presence in the heart. And when we find a sense of presence in the heart, would you agree that presence and love are kind of the same reality, mm -hmm. just from different a, perspectives? It's the same reality, no difference. It's the same reality. But my experience is that when we still use the, an object on, on, for meditation, it's not a complete meditation. And when you step back and look to the one who's observing or the one where it is arising, then you come in a natural state of meditation. So then there is no object, then there is no subject. So object of meditation would mean the breath, for example, or a mantra, right? That's an object yes, of meditation. that's an object. And you speak about meditation as a sense of being, right? Where we are the sense of presence that we are meditating upon. Is that what you mean? We are awareness itself. We think we, are, we meditate and then we are aware. But the next step in meditation, when you arise in the which is already there, which never left you, actually. You don't need to... Uh, this non-dual meditation is... Or non-dual awareness is always there even if you are not aware of it. And um, I don't know what I want to say. <laughs> I lost <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> but uh, I know in non-dual awareness, there is no object, no subject uh, for meditation. And then you become awareness itself. And then you're, but in general, you're already awareness itself. In general, you're already um, one living um, union of everything together with everything there is never ever been a duality only in our mind there is a duality I so when, when we go from the object of meditation which is the breath to a more expansive meditation as a state of being or like i am pure awareness we also realize more and more that we are not the body and not this person that we think that is living this life but we are something much much bigger and greater actually there is even not an i am this i am Huh? It means that it points to to yourself, maybe as an experience, but there is not even an there's, there's no I, no. There's just pure oh. being. There's just pure, pure being, pure presence, or pure, pure awareness, including everything, including your including your shadows and bright things, including also the shadows of uh, our brothers around us, even if we don't, even if we don't uh, like them. <laughs> You're also in the same space of awareness. Yes. And you could see that as a one you know, a union within ourselves now, including of everything, including uh, darkness, including light, including war, war within ourselves, including war outside. It's also in this one union of being, one awareness. But one interesting question that comes is like, the more we go from this little me into this ocean of presence, oceans of awareness, coming back to integrating it into our daily life, if I integrate this into my little daily life of Stefan's daily life, how does this affect my experience of reality? Uh, how does it affect your reality? Well, the reality is you start to aware of what is the impact of your doing. You are part of the same oneness, but also you start to notice that uh, whatever you're doing has a consequence for other people. So
So the way you are talking to someone, maybe your loved one, maybe your girlfriend or something, or your mother or your father, uh, it has consequences for the other. So everything is in, always in balance to each other. So if you express anger, then the other person becomes also anger. And, but because of our awareness, we still can experience anger within ourselves. We can even feel it and we can feel it through our body. And then you have it because of our awareness, then you have a choice of how to express your anger. And it can be like just shouting, but it can also be from, oh, I feel that I'm, I feel anger and I feel anger arising and it does something. So there will be a different conversation how you express yourself. And that is also has consequences to the people surrounding you. So if hate is building in you, like anger, and you are in the wrong position, then you can even start a war. First, it starts the war within yourself. But then when hate and is growing, you can even start a war with another country. Yes. It started with one thought. And many one people moment think... Moment of awareness. <laughs> yes. Many people think that once they start meditating, they're going to be all peaceful and their life is going to be much more happy. Oh, no. But, but my own experience, and I'm curious if you made the same experience, is actually the more awareness there is, also the more stuff comes up. I'm still getting very angry sometimes <laughs> or have other emotions. So my experience is more like the more I meditate, the more I am aware of everything that's there already that I haven't been feeling before. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. Yes, you become more aware of all your shit. Yes. But I, I think I think it's really uh, I think it's great, you know, uh, to recognize your own shadows. But yes. and the, and the, the biggest difference is before that you were not aware of it, but it was still there. Now you're aware of it, and you are also feel that you are you feel anger or you feel sadness or you feel uh, maybe negative thoughts. But the the difference is. You are aware of it. Yes. And before you you were there, you all already have also have the same experience of negative thoughts, but you are not aware of it. So sometimes, when you have your negative uh, things, maybe something happens in your daily life, like you break up with your partner or something, then maybe the rest of the month, two months, three months, you are feeling feeling depressed and down, and but you don't know why. And then because of your awareness, because of the meditation. You recognize what you are talking about. You recognize what is arising within yourself. And then you have a choice to keep on feeding these thoughts of uh, thinking, well, today's a beautiful day. The sun is shining. Let's go outside. And you have still have a beautiful day. Even what happens. The Tibetans speak about the path to enlightenment, about a very long path with many, many steps. But it's so, so important that we take the first step and the second. And the third, <laughs> no matter how long the path is that we, I often find like, no matter if we meditate just for five minutes a day, 10 minutes a day, 15 minutes a day, these are the most precious moments of the day. And they add up over time, over the years, over the lifetimes, they add up and they are leading us to a more happy life, even if it doesn't feel like that right away. <laughs> I agree. That's, uh, we, uh, I think it's very important to practice awareness every day. And it really helps you to deepen your practice. And there are so many layers. Maybe that's the reason we meditation is never boring or something because it's always different. It's always yes. a new experience. <laughs> you know, in all these time, close to 20 years of meditation, 
different girlfriends come and go, different places I left come and go, but the one was always there is meditation and the practice. And it makes a huge difference how you experience life if you meditate daily. And it also helps to do it a little bit longer than five or 10 minutes because the five, the first 10, 15 minutes, they are, then the, the monkey mind is uh, very active. And if you can just push through it, and do it like 20 or 30 minutes, it will really deepen your practice. I totally agree. And I think it's ideally to do like 45 minutes or an hour a day at least. But to not discourage someone, it's important to state that five minutes makes such a huge difference compared to nothing. <laughs> Absolutely right. You have to start somewhere. And uh, then start with five minutes. Perfect. Yes. And, and for someone who has never meditated before, but who feels like, hmm, maybe I should try this. Is there some advice that you would that comes to your mind that you would want to give someone how to start? Well, make sure you have a timer. Put a timer on. That's check really helpful. It, and check if your if your timer is on. So <laughs> make sure that you have no doubts because five minutes can for the first five minutes can you think it might be feel very long. <laughs> so maybe you remember that because I remember that. So just check, make sure your timer is on. Put it on five minutes and do just one simple practice and just do for instance put your hands on your belly and breathe into your belly only belly breathing slow in slow out through the nose feeling the warmth of your hands and feeling also the movement of your belly and that will help you also to ground bring your mind back into your body in a very simple manner and just do it and uh, Whenever you see that you are talking to yourself, bring your awareness back to the movement of your hands and the warmth of your hands and your belly. Beautiful. Thank you. Also, I think it's good to understand that meditation is one word that can actually describe so many different techniques and experiences. Also coming with the flavors of so many different traditions. Yes. But in their essence, I think most of them are about or at least include presence and awareness. This is like an important ingredient for, for most of them, I would say. I think if there is no awareness, then if there are only, sometimes the meditation say you reach this or there's uh, some, some meditation with grasping. And for me, it, I think it's not the right part. If it, uh, it needs to have no clinging, no grasping, but also no pushing away. Even if we feel negative thoughts, we need to see them all. And that happens with awareness itself. And if there's no awareness, then maybe you have a nice time, but it doesn't bring you that far. And I assume that for you personally, your meditation practice probably also changed over the years. Is that, is that true? Yes, yes. I started with Gwenka uh, Vipassana. And I uh, going from Anapana, which I still use as a way to connect to the present moment. And then there is the sensations, which I sometimes use, depending on the circumstances, depending on who is there. Um, but now, then I changed to a little bit of Laya yoga, Laya meditation, meditation on the sound, which I did it for a number of years. And from there to uh, self-inquiry. 10 years more than 10 years in the last four years i've been doing just meditation which is a tibetan style meditation right yes. 
Yes. Next level. Yes. And for me, I had a similar journey. You know? I, many of the practices that you mentioned were also part of my path, and I also still do them. And I think it's good to mention that our practice can change. Our needs can change. Oh, and it's, it's a natural part of our path, I would say. And I often encountered people in all spiritual traditions that I studied that said, this is the only way. You should only ever do this. And whenever I hear this, I'm like, all right, if that's where you are right now, it's okay. <laughs> but I, it's not my, my and I, there's a beauty in like sticking to one path. I have a lot of respect for that. But at the same time, it's also natural to listen to the different seasons that we go through on our, on our journey. Yes, everything is inclusive. Yeah, everything is one. As you know, everything is one. We can do uh, practice uh, Sufi meditations or mantra meditations or uh, vipassana anything and uh, yeah it depends on where you start you start somewhere for me it was vipassana going as a basic but uh, it, and i tested it by practicing and then i found something what worked better for me that was self-inquiry that i worked i did for 10 10 years or so i practiced a lot reached me helped me to go in deeper levels and then because of this recognition of um, of the stillness behind everything, I found this Jokken teachings. They helped me to recognize that part. I think it all depends on your own capacity. So, some people for some people pujas will be great or mantras. I also do mantras. I never believed in mantras until I did a, a retreat, a ten day retreat where we did only do, we did only one mantra. 24-7 a day. And I thought, wow, this is amazing. This is really also a very easy way to uh, to move out of your monkey mind back to the present moment. Yes. Sometimes maybe easier than your breathing, especially when we are tired, we come from our work, our mind is, our mind is like a monkey mind uh, next level. And then when we practice a mantra, it really helps you to uh, come back into the present moment. And meditation will maybe not help you because monkey mind is so overwhelming then you're only feeding your thoughts so then yes. practice for instance the mantra i agree mantra can be a very powerful tool to quiet and focus our mind oh yes and, and, always, and always in the flow with what you need yes and i know you're based in amsterdam in the netherlands right is that yes. where you are are you also giving retreats or workshops there I do actually in uh, November and December. I teach uh, a triad of uh, afternoon meditations, uh, which I just uh, developed. So in mm -hmm. December it will be into the heart. Actually, there's it like a sacred tremor of the heart. Beautiful. And, the, and in November it will be a combination of yoga nidra and uh, uh, becoming aware of of the union between inside and outside of us. And how long are these events? These events are afternoons. Only afternoons? The, yeah, only in the December, on the 24th of December, it will be a, an afternoon and an evening. So Beautiful. I That's think we are here when it's December, coming into the heart, it will be a perfect uh, moment. And if someone would like to learn more about your work or connect with you, maybe meet you for a meditation class, how can they find you? They can find me with uh, stilltoweekend.com. Uh, it's in English and in Dutch. Uh, 
-hmm. And I also have an Instagram. Uh, you can contact me there as well. It's uh, Dion Manos. Beautiful. Are you also giving private meditation classes? I also give private. You just contact mm -hmm. me and it will be perfect. Mm, good. And I also want to share, I think having a meditation teacher or receiving some guidance is really, really important. Reading books can be, of course, very supportive, but we really learn meditation through the presence of someone meditating. <laughs> I think it's, uh, I think it is very lucky if you find someone who uh, helps you to really go through it. Because if you use an app, which is still possible, but you know, you can always walk away from an app. <laughs> you can yes. think, oh, I don't like it. Same with the recordings. If you do recordings, if uh, maybe sh shit hits the pen during your meditation and you you actually want to walk away, you will do it because just a recording, just pause. <laughs> That's it. Yes. But if you do it live, uh, live through Zoom or live with me, uh, somewhere in Amsterdam or somewhere outside, then it makes a huge difference because it's the direct experience of meditation and direct, uh, direct guidance at that moment. I will uh, fast forward your meditation. Because there's like a sense of transmission that happens, right? Like it's like from soul to soul, kind of from field of consciousness to field of consciousness. It's not from mind to mind. No, absolutely not. Like, I can only teach from stillness. I, I cannot yes. teach from my mind. <laughs> if that, were, that doesn't work for me. It's like we remind each other of that that's already there inside of us when we teach meditation. Yes. As it comes from the heart, out of kindness and love and compassion. Well, dear Jan, thank you so much for this inspiring conversation. And thank you so much for like really dedicating yourself, dedicating yourself to exploring the realms of consciousness, to dedicating yourself to your path and also to teaching meditation to others. It's so important. It's such an important ingredient in this building of this new world that we learn meditation and we teach meditation, that we share meditation. I, it's like, I find it, it's like the foundation on which we build this new world is this presence and loving awareness that we experience and learn through meditation. So thank you so much for your work and for sharing that with others. Thank you, uh, Stefan, for inviting me. So thank you. Thank you. Lots of love and kindness, presence.